Romans chapter 7, verse 21. This is one of these verses that I'm talking about here that describes the dysfunctional life that Paul the Apostle had. And I think many times Christians have the wrong goal in their life as a believer. Um, and their goal, as we said before, I think, was it Sunday night we were here? When were we here? Monday or Tuesday? Monday night. Um, that uh, God's goal in our life, or maybe I said this in Warsaw, I don't remember, but God's goal in our life is that we would know Him. Read this verse with me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And uh, so in this Polish Bible I'm reading here, in verse 21, it says, um, It's like in Polish, it's like really good. It's like, it says that, that evil has a hold of me. It's like Chema, right? right? And how many of us have ever felt that way? That I want to do good. I want to do good in my life. I want to do good for my family. Do good for my church. For my, for my ministry, for my outreach, for my, whatever. But the whole time we're doing this, we feel like we've got Somebody has got its grip on us. Evil. And this afternoon, when I was thinking uh, about this, um, I was looking at two words in the Greek. I want to look at these with you. In the in the English language. Uh, I think in Polish too. Uh, the word good is always the same, good. Right? right? When I would do good, evil is with me. But Greek is like the most exact, precise language that was ever created. Uh, and in the Greek language, there are different words for good, not just one. And, and the word that is used here is kalos or kalos, K-A-L-O-S. And what it means here is, is that when I would do good, um, when I want to do good or kalos, evil is, with, uh, evil is present with me. There's a difference between human good and divine good, as we know in the Bible. There's a different word that we know for good that describes God, and that is agathos. And that's where, of course, we get the Polish name agata, right? Right? And 
Agathos means something different than kalos. Kalos is a word that means exterior. It looks. It basically is uh, exterior. It looks good. It's beautiful. And it is. It is used very often in a close way with agathos in the Greek New Testament. But there's a difference. When kalos is used, and when agathos is used, and I spent some time in the in the afternoon looking at how these differences were, and um, I want to just have a little word study with you, so I hope I hope you're not too tired. Uh, maybe this will stimulate us. In the Old Testament, we know the Old Testament was written in Greek, right? Or originally it was the the the, the Greek Old Testament was called the Septuagint. Right? And when the Bible uses the word the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil. Guess what word is used to describe good? Kalos. A good-looking tree. But it didn't necessarily mean that it was good on the inside. Kalos can describe... Uh, something that looks good on the outside, but not necessarily intrinsically good or in, in ter- good in the inside. So in the Septuagint, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is, is, translated, <coughs> is translated like this. The tree of the knowledge of kalos and poneros. And poneros, we know, is a word for evil that means to corrupt or to infect. And so right from the beginning of human history, we have this, we have this good, that's beautiful and fair on the outside. And then we have the evil, which is infectious and corrupts. And this word kalos is never used to describe good works that the believer does. For example, Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. It says this, that, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And so, Paul is writing to the, to the Colossians here that we would walk worthy unto the Lord, unto all pleasing. 
being fruitful in every good work. And what's the good work here? Agathos or agates. And this means a work that is not only beautiful on the outside, but on the inside is really, really true. Paul is saying here in Romans 7, verse 11, remember Romans 7, 11, when we first started, uh, 7, 21? I'm sorry, 21. Said that when I try to do good, not divine good, not supernatural good, not God's goodness, but when I try to do something good that looks good on the outside or looks beautiful or fair or... or, no, or noble or, or um, something that people could say, that's a good thing. You know? Paul said, whenever I try to do that, then I feel the presence of evil. Why? Because just because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is this way, is that whenever we are not quickened by the love of God, quickened by the grace of God and the word of God, then our motivation becomes something that is only moral. Only moral. And the more moral that we try to be, as we see in Romans chapter 7, the result is the, the more that we sense the presence of evil also. Let me say it this way. The tree that we're not supposed to eat of as a believer is the knowledge of good things Kalos. But it's also the same on the same tree is also the presence of evil, corruptive evil. The only thing I can imagine, the, the only way I can illustrate this, I think, is did you ever eat food that is really good but smells really bad? Right. <laughs> How about fr fr French cheese, maybe? Right. What else? Like just, like I don't know. Just it, the food is amazing. It's great, but the smell can make somebody sick. I have food like that in China. Uh, this is the way it is with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's something very, very, very tasteful and beautiful about it. But on the other hand, as we're enjoying the food, we have that terrible smell that really just destroys the, the, the dinner. 
Paul said that whenever I try to live in goodness, like morally, externally, try to impress people or live before people and not before God, then we always are, are always going to have this feeling that evil is got a hold of us. And I think I think we all know what that's like, right? How about in this verse here, um, in Ephesians chapter uh, 2? Um, and it says this. Um, let me find it. Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, verse 10. And it says this. Um, could you read that verse? Good works. Okay. People love to quote this verse. Good works. You know, we've got to do good works. Right? And sometimes we read this and I'm thinking, okay, good works. Am I doing good works? But the word here, of course, is we, as you probably can guess, is the word agathos. God did not create us to do kalos works. God has created us to do divine good works. Now, it's, 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 interesting to note, it's interesting to notice that the difference between kalos and agathos is this, is that agathos is not necessarily always something that's beautiful on the outside. But it's very, very, it's always very practical and very useful. Agathos is more practical and more useful than kalos. This is what... Kalos is more beautiful and more beneficial looking than it is really useful or practical. You see the difference? Right? I mean, you have starving people that need to eat food, and if you have starving people that need to eat food, it doesn't really matter what kind of dish you give them. If you give them silver or if you give them paper, please. When we live in God's goodness, sometimes people may judge you and say, that doesn't look right, that doesn't look beautiful, that doesn't look awesome, that doesn't look great. But they will always overlook how useful it is for the kingdom of God. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Can you guys think of like examples in your mind of like when that's happened to you that when we did the right useful thing and it didn't look great for everybody, people, you know, for example, the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, that's agathos. But it didn't look beautiful, did it? It was very ugly, actually. It was it was scandalous. It was like it was for the Greek. It wasn't beautiful. It was just. Um, last night we were watching. Uh, we were watching last night a bicycle race on YouTube. Have like several hundred cyclists on this road. And and the the shot was being taken from the helicopter down at this large group of cyclists racing. One cyclist fell over. And that caused like this big accident. And then and it just stopped it stopped the entire race. And only just a few people got through. And she said to she said, um, like that is so wrong, that's so bad. What did you say? That was like that's so not right. And the reason being is is because it was a total failure. Everybody fell and it was a failure. And, and sometimes that happens in life. It was a waste. And sometimes that happens. But what is beautiful about it is is that everything can be redeemed back for the kingdom of God. And I just want to mention, here's another interesting verse, okay? In Mark chapter 10, verse 18. Okay, and you guys have worked all day. You guys are amazing. You're here by faith. It says this, Jesus said unto the rich young ruler, he said, why callest me thou good? You know, and what was the word here? Agathos. And why does Jesus say this? Jesus said, why do you call me Agathos? She is rich, young, ruler, high profile, you know, comes up to the, all the disciples. Good master. You know, like, like good, you know, good master. And he was actually saying this because he thought he himself was good and he's going to also, and he's going to talk to someone just like him and have a conversation between two good people. And, and then this is why Jesus rebuked him. Why callest thou me good? Agathos. For there is none Agathos but one. And that is God. And so that's very important to remember that there's only one good Agathos in the universe, and that's God. And that means that His goodness 
is powerful and amazing. It's eternal, it's supernatural. It goes, uh, David said that your goodness has made me great. And that is why the Bible says there is none good, no not one. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, a priest, a pastor, a leader, a high-profile person. We are, we are all sinners saved by grace. And there's only one good, and that's God. And that is very good because this goodness God has shown to us through Jesus Christ. Uh, this good, this word agathos, goodness, can be used to describe something that has been touched by God. For example, 1 Timothy 1 verse 5. It says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. A good conscience. Good conscience, not a bad conscience that's, that's touched by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and corrupted. You know, a conscience that calls evil good and good evil. You ever meet somebody like that that just... You know, I remember when, when we, first, we were first meeting here in Krakow. Um, and we went to talk to one, one pastor to rent his church building. And, um, and um, we asked him, he invited us to his house. And he asked us, he said, what are you guys going to do there? And I said, well, we're, gonna, you know, we're just going to share the Bible and have Bible school and you know, teach Christ. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, what are you really going to do there? <laughs> I said, we're going to have a Bible school. I said it differently. We're going to have a Bible school. We're going to have church, teach the Bible, and help people. And he goes, he goes yeah, yeah, but what, what are you really going to do? <laughs> he asked us three times. Three, three times. And it dawned on me that this man thought in some way that we were going to do something evil there. And, and, that, and that we were here in Krakow to do something evil against other churches. You know? and, and I realized, I like, what is wrong with this perception that he has? And, and this is, maybe this wasn't his problem, but a cynical person, cynicna, is a person that looks at something good and only sees something bad. You know? Because of bitterness. Yeah. And like this happens to people when they get older. 
know, they look at younger people and they say, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing pure about that person. You know, you know and it's a cynicism. And it's what happens when the conscience has not been touched by God's grace and by God's goodness. Um, the Bible here tells us that the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. End of the commandment. What is that in Polish? The end. What is the end of our Christianity? What's the goal? First Timothy 1 verse 5. Charity out of a pure heart. That's all what it's, what it's all about. That's what it's all about. As a matter of fact, in Galatians chapter 5, when we love, when we love people in Jesus' name, when we love God, you know what happens? We fulfill the whole commandment. And we're living in God's goodness. And then I'm remembering one verse, actually, that I didn't prepare, but it's I think it's Acts chapter 10. It says how God anointed Jesus and he went around doing good. Right? And that's Acts chapter 10. Let me just look at that and... I hope the word is agathos because that will ruin my whole message. <laughs> oh. uh. Acts chapter 10, right? Here it is. Doing good. Oh, it's a different word. Anyway, E-U-E-R-G-E-T-O, which means basically to do good. <laughs> it means to do good in the Greek. All right. Anyway, I lost the translator. <laughs> All right, just in closing, um, Matthew 5, verse 16 let your light shine before men so that they may see good. Mm-hmm. Good works. Agathos. Good works. Okay, and I'll just finish with this, that the difference between kalos works or good works in the flesh and agathos works, which are divine good works of God. The difference between is is that you can kill one and it'll rise again from the dead. 
and the other one, if you offend it, then it's going to stop doing good. And that is human good. And when our, when our goodness ends, we need to go to God and look at His goodness towards us. That never changes. And, it's, and it always flows towards us. Because our life is not about how good we can be. You know, but really how good God has been to us. And I think many times when I meet very when I meet elderly people that are godly people, they always say this: Hasn't God been good to us? They always talk about the goodness of God. They never talk about their own goodness. They never talk about other people's goodness. Really, maybe. But, but they always talk about God's goodness. Amen. So just a little word study that I was doing that I thought might be kind of interesting for us to look at. Amen.